Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Westworld. Season 2, Episode 4, The Riddle of the Sphinx. The Sphinx. I have to make the pronunciation because my words do not want to put the S and the P and the H all together like that. This episode was written by Gina Atwater and Jonathan Nolan. Directed by Lisa Joy, his better half. This episode premiered May 13th of 2018, and I gave it a 9.7 out of 10. I'm reeling because five days ago is winter. Yesterday, it was spring, and today it's full-on summer, and I hate it. I just, I hate Ohio. I hate its weather. I've never enjoyed it. I'd rather it just rain consistently and at least I know what I'm wearing when I go outside versus this very schizophrenic thing that's going on to not even focus on that and jump into this recap. We open this week on Rolling Stones. Their song is playing and the lyrics are talking about playing with fire. And that's exactly what humans are doing with their Delos experiment as Logan's father, Jim Delos, cycles, then uh, grabs some smokes and a glass of water, turns off the record, smokes a cigarette. We continue to watch him do very mundane leisure activities such as urinating, eating, jacking off. He seems to be stuck in this room when suddenly he starts to tremor as he's pouring his milk. He's told he's got a visitor. It's his boy, William. How you replace your son so easily with some scotch that is a little late as he's been eager to get out, having been through several tests already for observation. They tell him that there is a final test he has to pass before he's released. It's a baseline interview. He says, for what? And he says, fidelity. So fidelity let me go to a webster's dictionary so i don't screw this up it is the degree of exactness with which something is copied or reproduced so that is what he is asking these questions for he then slides him a piece of paper that's all we get of this scene a few interesting tidbits he repeats a line of dialogue several times which is about cheating the devil and offering him something for trying to do so he is also jim delos dying from a disease whose research he defunded 15 years ago there is definitely some karma like irony that is certainly not lost on the man himself we learned that delos himself with william were funding this project and they are certainly within westworld transition to lawrence and the man in black where they witness people being nailed under the railroad tracks alive jesus christ william has been disoriented by ford's previous terraforming because the tracks aren't meant to lead north instead of west so rationally william concludes there's competition and for once he isn't completely delusional there is a wyatt out there Ford, it appears, is leading him back to the only route that can be taken, which is the town he visited with Lawrence's family. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit. Clementine has dragged 
Bernard from Fort Forlorn Hope to a cave and tying him and leaving him a weapon in that cave is one very much alive but chained up Elsie. That mystery is put to rest. Ford had Bernard choke her out and put her in a cave for safekeeping. He gave her some protein bars and some buckets and was like, so you need to chill here. Bernard lets her go, telling her Ford has created the game with no restraints and that the hosts are now free. He's also not explaining exactly what quote-unquote free means. And I think it's because there are not a lot of hosts right now like him. Really, we have the Holy Trinity, the mother, the father, and the child. (laughs) And Dolores is the most unruly child there is right now. But he also mentions Ford not being in control of him a little bit later on. But I would say, think about the fact that Ford has clearly gotten Bernard away from Dolores. Two people he's been keeping kind of opposite sides from each other. Before this whole thing popped off, what is his plans for Bernard? Why are his plans for Bernard? And is Bernard going to find any agency for himself despite him declaring so at the end of this episode? Because it feels as if Ford is somehow still influencing the game. When I say the game, I mean the park. A man's still convulsing because he is low on cortical fluid and I shit you not people were still trying to come up with other reasons after this episode to explain what was going on with Bernard and they literally gave you the answer that's why sometimes when you're watching a show in the moment in the present you don't pick up on little details that are in dialogue because you're so busy thinking wherever your brain is at the moment that you often criticize a show for something or you start going down a rabbit hole based on your own interpretation of what happens and if you aren't paying attention you will miss certain things but they are telling you very much why Bernard slips through time right here and they're also saying that the reason why he was having problems convulsing is because he was low on cortical fluid he had shot himself in the head which Ford had instructed him to do that makes all the sense in the world the fact that people were still trying to say that he had face blindness there was i mean the it's y'all so lucky if you weren't in the fandom and in the immediacy like i love it but it's also a catch-22 of hating it because it, it gets a little hectic out there when the restraints are off and no one's actually using the you know that part of the brain that has cognitive function i also said please 20 million times before elsie decided to help him out she's like i'm not gonna break you because i need your help smart he sees himself in a memory with the drones Uh, there's some eyeballs there's blood in the milky bath possibly some muffins holy mother it's the ice cream truck I swear the first time I watched this show ever, like clearly I've watched it more times than this, but that was always my first. I was like, they making cupcakes? Why are they making cupcakes? Why are those little dishes? And I was like, those are CPU because we didn't know what they were. (laughs) I straight up calling them muffins. 
and then he wakes and says is this now elsie tells him he has cortical damage and that she programmed him to ignore it keep that in mind because dolores has been shot and yet she hasn't died and i think her being able to ignore damage is something she has tapped into the way in which you had Maeve artificially turn down Hector's pain receptor so that he himself can get shot and doesn't feel it but she's able to do that without actually having a tablet to show that and that's uh, I think something to do with the consciousness I'll leave that at that for right now he needs more cortical fluid though because he will not last very long if he does not get it and he just happens to be close to a place in which there is some there was even some lined up in a fucking syringe bernard gets elsie up to speed on what's been going on that ford's actually dead (laughs) and that there are no other human beings running around to help her right now because it's uh quite a massacre out there she also ties his wound and i think that this was a it's kind of something you do for another human being so despite the fact that she knows that he's a host she has not turned on him other than being a little wary when it comes to bernard even though she ain't wary when she goes in the fucking rooms that look like it didn't go well um (laughs) she doesn't see bernard as less human and i think her deciding to attend to their wound like Elsie is someone that would be a thorn in Dolores's hypothesis that humans would never accept them. I'm not saying it would be easy. I'm not saying you wouldn't even have an overwhelming people who might not. We're saying only in Dolores's mind, she's in absolute form right now, which means that people like Elsie don't exist. And that's clearly not the case. They are in sector 22 and we're calling and he's recalling the memory where he realizes that ford and clementine bring him here for a reason and notice he keeps saying ford so he believes that ford has programmed the host to have task duties after his death how he knows all these variables time will tell he was a smart motherfucker uh he then tells elsie that there is a facility here and she's like um no there's not (laughs) girl you should know he knows 10 times more things than you do so just go with it he also tells her there's a secret project that delos is doing at westworld and they've been hiding it in the park what did ford say to william when he talked to him in season one episode what was it four or five he said you wanted to play god with your endeavor this is what he might be referring to well we already know that's exactly what he was referring to at the end of the episode just exactly what they did to really piss off ford and that's because they were using his his technology what he built with arnold and their little project to extend or basically circumvent death 12 is written on the lab door in the lab is death and destruction bernard seemed to be a little hesitant to go into the room and we know why as in a memory flashback he knows he's the one that got murder happy on the humans it 
his new name is bernard the impala <laughs> they have a printing tablet which they are not supposed to have just as bernard is having a flashback before the massacre where he legit looks scary looking at something being formed elsie points a gun and murders one of the drones she doesn't know why they want to watch guests or collect their dna or do any of the things because she does not think that far ahead on what evil people would do but smartly asks if bernard was involved which he doesn't think so and if ford is controlling him now and that's when he tells her ford's dead the woman in the couple that laughed after killing hector and armistice in the first episode in the season are brought to the lakota camp where Stubbs is also being captured and poked at he scorns at i'm gonna call her grace but i think by the end of the episode we now know her name is emily he scorns at her for being in the park so long that she learns the lakota language because she translated that they said he or something is coming and she says most people do not enjoy the native american stories but i'm not most people it says so much about her despite who her father is we learn at the end of this episode she seems to have come for the reasons why ford made the park you know to immerse yourself in the stories and the culture that was the point of it all and she says that most people don't even attempt to do that most people come here to fucking shoot which we kind of also knew she doesn't say those words but it was all said with i'm not like most people i don't like most people Stubbs relates that they're killing the hosts and seemingly protecting the humans and to simply wait for the calvary so why are the lakota choosing to be merciful in this moment and the next moment that we see them in bernard mentions that ford had turned all the hosts to start shooting guests so what's going on with the lakota emily says that she is not looking to get out of the park she's got something to do lawrence and william get back to his town that's rather deserted and we get to see some insight on why lawrence stays away knowing that he's rotten he chooses to keep his wife and his daughter at bay because they see him as this great person and that's rather a lie he knows he's a bastard through and through this i think is the beginning of william feeling empathy for a host in a way in which he never felt before which made him act in a manner that he's trying to reject himself as a villain and we'll get more into this because this whole situation can feel as if the beginning of a redemption arc because so many people really wanted the beginning of a redemption arc for william but the thing you have to know about william is he's not a man to be redeemed nor he's a man that's really trying to get redemption as much as he's trying to circumvent his own destructive path and we'll get when we get to the the actual details of how this was set up for him and why he rejected it and thus made a heroic and i'm saying that with quotation marks decisions versus the more selfish act of following this game the town is overrun by confederados and one familiar face credit william being impressed with wyatt aka dolores is 
really sick like oh she took our you know she whatever she did to them because it's basically an abuser content the abuse goes on the same destructive path it's like yeah i had something to do with that taking credit where no credit is ever due such a piece of shit craddock has everyone under terror in a church as lawrence recalls william also has a daughter which thoroughly surprised his ass did you see his face he said did i see they're not supposed to remember and he never brought up a daughter during this entire well he did but he didn't like the last time he saw lawrence remember he slit his throat (laughs) and then he left him for dead and then he you know he's been traveling all by himself in in last season so for him to recall this tidbit of information after having not seen him is the reason why he's like what but of course arrogant william doesn't see that as any bit of you know maybe wokeness but for us that was definitely a sign that lawrence is getting woke he tells william where the guns are located and william immediately sells that info for his life he is spared despite lawrence saying it's not okay for a child to watch her daddy gun down he doesn't care about that because these people aren't real and i still don't believe he does it because these people are real and he cares despite him enjoying the heroic appreciation he receives later we'll put a pin in that for right now roxy starts playing in that room that delos was in there's some optimistic music music for him as he dances around he spots himself in the mirror he has the same hand trimmer but the milk isn't spilled everywhere he is able to keep it in the cup there are some other changes as well he doesn't say about fucking time he just says about time he buttons his shirt instead of keeping it unbuttoned and then he also does the the speech or the um the toast with william once again if you oh here it is if you aim to cheat the devil you are you owe him an offering william looks older because he got silver at the temple uh, temples they are having the same conversation for fidelity afterwards being death it seemed very far-fetched but they are getting closer william says the paper that he was given is a transcript of their conversation this reminded me very much like Maeve seeing her dialogue on the screen uh episode six of season one when she's watching how her even her dialogue is repeated it's just like hosting their own code it's Dello seeing his own code he has to ascend to that state of consciousness instead of this baseline he realizes that he's dead and he has been for seven years he takes that very well and then he says well how did i know or something to that effect and william says if you can't tell doesn't matter that's what angela says a lot but unfortunately it really does bitch it really does we aren't equipped to process all that shit we barely deal with our own reality with half of us being medicated as fuck He's able to take that news, then hears Juliet died of a stroke, and he doesn't take that very well. The telltale sign of the leg beginning to move, the way in which he cannot formulate any more words. It's exact same way of Maeve trying to process, and then she had to shut down. The difference is Maeve can reboot. He cannot. 
uh it was very sad seeing him break unable to formulate sentences like what did you do to her he knows it's somehow william's fault the room is small it's observable he leaves day seven of progress that is progress it's better than where he got before except they're gonna terminate and start all over again and that termination is just really inhumane i said oh lord jesus it's a fire back in lauren's hometown craddock is doing everything to play the perfect villain to get william's hero complex stirred up emily asks one of the tribe members where are you taking me they said to the first of us hola, 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 hola. Hola. this is interesting to me for several reasons lot being the first season the Native Americans seem to have made those dolls. They know about the shadows. What's going on with the Native American with the Lakota? I feel like there's questions here and they're not answered whatsoever. They fade into the mist. Um, but before they do, they bring all of them before they have them uh, kneel. He is going to decide their fate. She escapes because she don't want her fate decided by this man she gotta go find her daddy the first of us a man by kichita well we're gonna call him aki he is the one that goes up to Stubbs, and in english well first he says in the native lakota um that you will all be judged for your burdens or something to that effect and then he says to Stubbs in English, you live only as long as the last person that remembers you. Then they're just gone. Bernard wakes telling Elsie he's been here recently on Ford's request. Reasons unknown. When I say he wakes, meaning she gets in the cortical fluid and he wakes from that. But they are building something, not quite a host, not quite human, and not quite code. Bernard's memories are jumbled, which Elsie says is exactly what she saw under his hood. Like everything is kind of flowing instead of really concrete, which is weird. Doesn't know when it's now or before or after so he is a very unreliable timetable something is thumping behind a door and elsie wants to investigate because she's caucasian bernard realizes he's trying to remember what they were making which feels appalling because it is back in town craddock is showing you know how william was walking around like you know i gave my humble com <laughs> what do you say my contributions at being the villain of this place and now he's no longer the villain he's being held captive by a villain who's doing shit that looks all too familiar the way he danced with lawrence's wife is the exact same way in which william danced with lawrence's wife before he shot all of his cousins and his wife with absolutely no remorse and craddock is just throwing this in his face i don't know if he were given these memories or it just happens to be coincidental i don't think so i'm gonna say ford is mocking this man as his sins are thrown back in his face making him ponder in the death in his wake because 
Craddock saying, I'm familiar with death. I've been there. I know, you know, William says, you don't know the real of it. Maybe so. However, he also does know the real of it to some certain extent. Comprehending it based on the man in which he was made to be. He wasn't meant to be a good person. Craddock is only being what the what his backstory is in a lot of ways in which William is actually the villain and the backstory he created was of his own doing and I just think the dichotomy here is really fascinating I think the most appropriate line that sums up exactly what William did all season one from Craddock is I had a brush with death recently but I came back to do more of it because I do it with style and that's exactly what William was bragging to Ford about in his own activities and how he just basically went around Westworld like the fucking Grim Reaper and has been doing so for 30 something years. Craddock ends with I have served death well in a noble act if you want to call it that. I personally just think that he really rejected this idea that that's who he was and as I've said it before he has a hero complex and he definitely wants to be that if he can't be the villain and now he's on this idea of well you know last time I really fucked up but now that I have to sit and watch and ponder and have a moment in which I'm sitting in the situation watching a man that I say I don't care about but quite frankly is the only person and only friend he has in this world and watch him being forced to drink (laughs) what was it liquid nitrate so that he could blow him up after he stole his nitrate in town i mean that was karma between people who clearly you know had their business with each other he ends up saving the family i could care less because i'm with uh lawrence's daughter at the end you can't put a salve on a septic wound you evil Jim Delos is now on his third take it would seem third from our perspective no tremor at all this time no longer the woman but a man introducing William and he is much older unrecognizable to Jim and he says William my boy then he says fuck me because he quickly deduces that he did not recover which is also different from the last time so it seems as if the motto is getting as he mentions later better except he feels the cognitive plateau quicker likely because he got a little bit quicker at deducting the variables that meant he started computing the information a bit quicker once it was given to him once he saw william that last test like he's able to clearly by himself remain stable but the minute that dissonance comes in that's when he starts to hit this cognitive plateau likely that burial being william's age in this case the mind is stable for a few days william explains then it falls apart his mind rejects reality they're trying to put human consciousness if you haven't gotten it at this point or the concept of a person's mind into host body so that they can basically skip death and continue to live on forever but the human mind rejects this probably because it's fucking unnatural whereas the host and the robots pretending to be human then choosing how much of that humanity to hold onto 
is not the same thing and why it works for them because they are their programming they are at their base robotic and able to uh, they have a better processing power than we do whereas humans don't have that processing power so of course our, our minds are going to reject that reality when we're given such an insurmountable bit of information and just think even the hosts most of them go insane even after 35 years there's only a handful of hosts that are able to wake up to understand the nature of their reality so what they're trying to accomplish already is insurmountable even if you were a host in itself they're trying the exact same thing but they're completely failing at it unfeeling and with loathsome dejection he tells the man he's been brought back 149 times each a failure and this failure is william's chance to ascend to godhood he wanted to impact the world in which ford and arnold these great men have left their mark in the world but he doesn't want to do it in his real life with all the good deeds he wants to find that type of godlike reality in this world it's been 35 days since they've managed to further the research over 30 years in the making with him thinking they may be able to work out the kinks in maybe a year or two however now he's changed his mind and thinks that the whole enterprise is a mistake it's time to stop basically like every billionaire trillionaire who has all the money and then does evil deeds they want to think about their legacy now that he's had 30 years but most recently he's lost his wife which he realized he really did have a connection to but was a terrible person when it mattered he realizes watching delos what becomes of evil men like him and probably what will eventually happen to him because you can't think that he's made this project and he ain't put himself first in line as the person that reaps the benefit of immortality right and so eventually this revealed to the world and the deeds he's done he's avoiding his judgment because death is permanent and people recall memories which often are fonder than the actual person i think he even brings that up like people remember you fondly but that's what they want to remember you by like when you were here in real life you were actually rather hated but all of this is just swirling around in william's head after his wife's suicide and now he really is at a loss like he went and he did the most cruel thing and he felt absolutely nothing and now he has no idea what his legacy is going to be and he's terrified terrified of what he is becoming the truth becoming reality for him and i think deep down that man knew that william was a not a great person married his daughter to him and now he has to face because it is cruel that he told him that your daughter killed herself and you see him take the impact of that but at the same time that's kind of on his ass too uh because that loss it guilts you it gets you to start thinking watching the man though jim incompetently call for logan is both the worst kind of karma and worth a great deal of pity for no other reason than his children suffered and they suffered the most which usually is the case why do people we love or why do the people that we love we treat 
the worst and like shit and apparently not only has william done it but jim delos as well and then they want to be like oh well now they're gone and i wish i was better but you also could have just been better our baby boy logan overdosed because he quote couldn't face reality says the man that lived in a fantasy world and tried to make his reality so much so that you can put your consciousness in a fucking host so you can go be the king of this world you're ugly you're disgusting i'm gonna kill you give me two hundred dollars logan died seeing reality and helpless to do a damn thing about it likely abandoned by his entire family and they thought he was delusional due to william's machinations just because i feel bad for a broken machine does not mean that jim delos did not deserve what he got and william trying to avoid confronting his reality which he believes is in this park that is his reality unfortunately everything outside of it is not his reality to him thus causing him this huge fucking crisis that he's having of spirit mind and body he can dish it but he cannot take it the comeuppance as he tells that man that he will not be terminated well he doesn't tell him tells the tech to not let him be terminated we're gonna watch the degradation and then he's responsible for that man's death because of his call he got his throat cut this is the night of the massacre in case you guys did not put it together because he was wearing the exact same outfit so that night he decided fuck it and that's why also jim delos was still alive but little correlation there this is also the room that bernard and elsie find jim killed his caretaker and they find him riding a cycle self-mutilating with a chunk of a mirror and he says and i will just put a star by this i'm all the way down now i can see all the way to the bottom would you like to see what i see bernard then saves elsie because she really gonna hesitate before this man starts to run at you because i would not it's the minute he started digging into his knife that's where i started taking several steps back like i'm just gonna close this door right here pretend like we didn't see nothing uh but he is able to save her and it's good because that builds trust between them once again and girl you was gonna be no match for him even with that gun bernard tossed him through a whole damn window though bernard you know you got strength jim tells her they said there were two fathers one above and one below they lied there was ever only the devil and when you look up from the bottom it was just his reflection laughing back down on you this is horribly morbid uh you aim to cheat the devil and you owe him an offering is the last words jim delos ever says fear of losing what you love that's the price that's paid and i think that william is starting to understand this with his grief over his wife that he is not processing well at all because his reality is not his reality i will never not trash william like if you were here as a fan of william he's a fascinating person i will not deny that but i am not a fan what i really took away from these scenes is that delos despite going at this project for 30 years are not successful and be able to copy consciousness and it also could be why william wants to destroy it because the delos board isn't just william he probably has a percentage in the company i think he discussed that with ford in the first episode he said he had 51 percent, something like that 
but it could be that they are aware of William's plans, i.e. why they're smuggling the data out in Abernathy because Bernard says that this is exactly the data that they're smuggling out. So my guess is they've been doing this for a while for a lot of people and you can't believe that William's the only billionaire in the world, so... Bernard realizes Ford had him print a control unit for another human but doesn't know who. Elsie allows him to accompany her to the Mesa because she's not going to let this happen. She allows Bernard to accompany her saying you'll never lie or hurt me and he says of course. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god. Stop fucking lying. Of course, it's not the answer I'm looking to hear when you're making me a reassurances because that means that you're not telling me the truth. The thing is, Bernard looks all cute and cuddly and mild, but in a flashback, we see he ordered them drones to kill them lab coats with absolutely no mercy. One dude went after him and was like, Help me, please, because you look human. And he was like, No. I will say there is an arrogance in Delos because why would you use Ford's code not thinking that he would ever have the ability to hijack it since he wrote it. Then Bernard offers up the coup de grace when he freaking uh, slammed that dude's face in. He's like, oh, you know, my boot is about to stomp your face and snap your whole neck. Lawrence's daughter tells William, one good deed doesn't change nothing, William. William attests that he is still playing the game. He's going to win. He's going to play it to the bone. And of course, it's going to work out for him. Now he has Lawrence and he's not a captive. He's um, going with him of his own accord. And he's got a few other people that he really needs and he wanted in the first place. So one could argue that he made himself quite a better um, switch off because he still got everything he wanted. He just played it in a different manner and how he decided he was going to go about it and then Lawrence's daughter says you still don't get it if you're looking forward then you're going in the wrong direction now we had I think that's an interesting statement because he started off where the massacre went down then he went and he was kind of traveling to go to where he was going and then it feels as if Ford put him in this other direction of going back words to Lawrence's village so where else is Ford going to get him to go if he is going to be able to get him to go with what happens at the end of the episode which is Lawrence and William riding out and they are met by Emily who greets her father like hey dad still losing your shit in this park oh okay I see that is certainly all my thoughts on these episodes so let's jump into the feedback with shy up first Hey Christina, it's me Shy. I am here to talk about Westworld 
I believe this yeah episode four season two and you will have to bear with me because this show ah oh, this show this show this show of my monks being crazy <laughs> a good way crazy I just I just find myself just <laughs> sitting back after the episodes and just trying to like really really think about what I watched you know along with at the time during the episode and this one was a slower pace in the beginning um and so I was like okay I mean even though I was confused I was like okay you know let let's go let you know let it ride out and see how this is going um <clears throat> and you know the whole Delos and William thing threw me off really bad the first time around obviously after the second one I was like okay this is definitely um a host and what it all meant was still unknown to me what was going on as far as why he was a host what they were doing all that stuff and I still might be off on my um thoughts on what's happening um but still but yeah um we didn't get um Maeve or Dolores in this one which was fine um even though I would have liked to have known what happened to <laughs> It did leave us on a bit of a cliffhanger with the Maeve story, but um, I wasn't I wasn't too upset about it, you know, as far as not getting them. It wasn't until like halfway through the episode that I realized that I hadn't seen those two and their stories, but I'm glad we got more focus on the other stuff, which I know obviously will tie in to that as well. So we're getting more of the backstory and um motivations and all that stuff of other characters the behind the scenes that were happening that led up to where we are so i i mean i was grateful for that and because again it's driving the narrative into a certain direction to where whenever we do get the reveals of whatever we're gonna get it all makes sense so i like that um so as for William so I, I believe I believe I feel like this was a huge episode for him in many aspects um <clears throat> excuse me um obviously because he was in it but just we got that dynamic between him and Delos and so my thing is so is he using Delos as a way to see if he could prolong life and like you know um embedding um delos's mind into a host that seems to be what i was getting from that to see and that's what he's testing to see because the dude dies like the first time or no the second time um he went there he revealed that it's been seven years um since he died um he didn't get that he just put the paper down and then we panned off to something else and then the second time he visited we got the reveal that this is a script that he kept repeating um and that had been seven years since he died and so again i'm thinking that um he 
he, he trying to cheat death in essence um by using his father-in-law as a test subject for that um which I think is completely messed up and so my question is I mean obviously he's I mean just because you're not the best character in the world or the best person in the world doesn't mean you deserve to be you know treated so inhumanely um but my question is is that the catalyst to why Juliet you know William's wife killed herself did she find out what William was up to what he was doing using her father that way and then that led to her committing suicide so that's a question that I have and then of course we got the big reveal at the end which as you mentioned in your previous podcast that we're going to understand that you know open that 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 cold opening that we got in last episode with the the girl I still don't remember what her I forget her name um but so his daughter that's his daughter so his daughter he's passed down the same fascination with the park to his daughter because she's there's like this ruthlessness to her this this I don't know how to I can't pinpoint it right now but it's you know but which makes sense because I'm sure her whole life these hosts had been a part of her life so this her father's dream this whole obsession that he's had with this park I'm sure she that played a role in her upbringing to where I mean I'm wondering if her motives are different than his though like whereas he I mean, because they, because it was made clear that they don't get along, that, you know, there's an issue between the two of them. So her motivations for being there and his could be different. Um, Like she wants to end this whole thing, like burn it to the ground because it destroyed her family. And then why, whereas he has like, I'm going to die out in a blaze of glory kind of, kind of story. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, so that's what I'm thinking at the present time, but as you know, as each episode goes, that all can change, and so, yeah, that, and then of course we have the scene with Lawrence and William and Craddock, and so that whole scenario and how that played out and how William, in his own way, is trying to be the hero by saving um Lawrence's wife um and of course Craddock that whole you know him and his god complex that he developed from (laughs) you know dying quote-unquote dying and coming back to life and then going through that whole thing with Dolores and then being freed by um Teddy and so he felt like he had a new lease on life so to speak and I was kind of disappointed that he was killed off so quick. I was kind of hoping that he would, that we would see more of him and like him trying to enact his own revenge on Dolores for being betrayed or feeling like he was betrayed. But I guess that wasn't meant to be. And I'm sure, you know, more things, more important things are going to be happening that that's probably not uh, something that was too important. I was just thought it would be a nice little something extra i like what the daughter lawrence's daughter which i'm guessing is still forward talking 
um, through her now is when she said if you're looking forward you're looking in the wrong direction and so what the answer was they saying that the answers to everything is in the past to what he's seeking um, and so that's going to be interesting and then him telling Craddock that he's death itself I think that's what he said along those lines so I'm like oh my gosh this dude man he still is on he's still sipping that something something that's for sure even though he tried to play the hero in this one he's still uh, full of himself in some ways but um we finally see what happened to Stubb in that when he got caught by the Lakotas um, so he ended up in this with them and I, I'm, I'm not quite sure what they were doing in that aspect like they were going to make sacrifice them was that what that scene was supposed to be about and taking them to their their supreme being and sacrificing them for something that part I still didn't get so if you know I mean and it's not a spoiler please feel free um, and the fact that, you know, William's daughter just easily escaped. I'm like, that was kind of too easy. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, that whole thing was kind of a strange, um, just strange. Okay, then we have, let's see. Oh, Bernard and Elsie. So, he did not kill Elsie. So, did Ford not tell him to kill her but to uh restrain her or was he told to kill her but a part of him couldn't kill her so i'm not sure because he did kill the other girl teresa yeah teresa um so that was interesting so she must serve a purpose a higher purpose that ford has for her so he just wanted her out of way initially but not overall because <clears throat> just like i mean she ended up being the one I, uh, it's just so crazy it's like he's playing this uh, this very intricate game of chess that he's so far it just seems like it and i could be wrong <clears throat> ford was just so far ahead in the moves that he already had things in place because he because bernard had he had bernard go to this place kill all those people collect whatever he collected that ball which i'm thinking i'm that's why i'm back to did, did is ford doing what william was trying to do with delos and you know implant his mind in a host so he's still alive but body wise he's not but in his mind is still alive so that what he was doing in that little secret you know part of the park um where bernard and elsie were um because it just seems that way and then of course they can't leave any witnesses to what they were doing and they destroyed everything after it was completed because they don't want it to be replicated so that's what i'm thinking as well um that once the whatever they were doing was completed is get rid of all the evidence of what they were doing in that secret area and again my theory is that it's Ford's mind and that his, his purpose is to get that planted in the host and he's surviving he lives on 
maybe not in his own body maybe in another body i don't know we will find out (laughs) so that's my theory that's the rabbit hole i'm going down as always you know because i love my rabbit holes they're they're amazing they keep me going then we saw that crazy scene with bernard elsie and delos where i'm like damn first of course i was surprised when william walked in at present day um William because I'm like he's been doing this crap for three thirty years and they hadn't made that much progress and so I get the feeling that's why Ford had his secret department um because he knew what William was trying to do um and he left him to his own devices and not really giving him because Arnold and Ford were the brains of this operation mostly Arnold but you know Ford too and so um yeah I thought that was interesting that he was still there like 30 something years later um which is crazy um and so the guy yeah um yeah, he, they killed him off the tech the guy. That, I forget what he said. But so Bernard and Elsie sees Delos. They terminate him. And so I thought it was jacked up that William, you know, present day William was like, no, was it present? No, the middle one, um, the one that seven years later one was like, no, I'll leave him to his misery kind of thing or let him stay like that or was that old William I can't remember which one um but but either way either way it was messed up that no it was um old William that said present day William that said no just leave him um to his to that let it play out let him degrade I'm like dang that's messed up and whereas before he was like yeah terminate it and start over and this one he was like nope we want to see how it plays out um so I guess his frustration at 30 years going by and them not having made any progress they weren't as far along as he had hoped they would be at that point because I'm sure he's seeing his mortality um and the fact that you know time is running out for him and that's probably what um got him into the park in this maze because he's thinking that the maze was the key to figuring out how to progress that along the degrading of Delos that Delos was going through so that's what I'm thinking as well um that was his motivation he's trying to find the 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 secret to that um which is why he's obsessed with the park yeah let me stop because as as always i can go on and on thinking of new things coming up with new rabbit holes to dig up and go down to see where it leads me and yeah um i will listen to your podcast as always hopefully mimi is able to join i know she's coming back from her amazing fabulous vacay and i'm not jealous at all that she got to swim with the seals and spend all kinds of time on the beach looking amazing and all that good stuff so i'm happy for her she definitely deserves that after the crazy year that she's had um 
with that job that she had and she's moving on to bigger and better things so I'm very happy for her and so are you young lady about to strike it out with uh, that promotion and doing bigger and better things too so we are all doing amazing and striving for the most as us black queens tend to do so I will leave it at that. So until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, shy. That was her shyness with thoughts on the episode. So yes, a lot of dissecting definitely with this show. Yeah, gotta ruminate on things before it starts to really start to connect dots. And no Maeve or Dolores this episode, but we are getting them back next episode. Actually, next episode is one of my favorite of the series. Um, there's two in this season that are, are two of my faves, so I can't wait uh, to you to, to see next episode in the next. And, well, his father-in-law, while his father-in-law was complicit trying to create this way of cheating the devil, William is avoiding... Uh, the the passing of the judgment on his own because he definitely set all of these things in motion Emily is the daughter's name ruthless I wouldn't say she's ruthless but definitely capable she seems to like hunting and the Native Americans that's what we know about her thus far Craddock was a villain but William tried to supersede him in his own world so Ford had him embody William to toss it in his face that's what i took for those scene from those scenes craddock is a villain he was created for that but william tried to supersede him in his own land so ford had him embody william and toss that shit in his face and i will say the past is the thing that william is trying to not face so i think that makes sense that he would tell him nah you you're looking in the wrong direction and then he said the real game quote unquote <laughs> um they didn't leave them there to be sacrificed on that beach uh just judgment is what he was giving them but my guess is he may have grabbed people that did not i, I think mimi has a uh has an idea in the feedback that she gave all right listen to it <laughs> i wrote notes down on it so i will let her speak to a, another possible um theory to why he left him there and yes notice that ford do, did kill teresa or had ford kill or not ford bernard kill teresa because she killed clementine so in ford's eyes no star no will be none if you just nosy then i can just put you out of my way but if you kill one of my own then you must die and the delos delos experiment is a failure that much we know they're not there yet and there's, there's not to say they won't be there. I'm sure last 30 years they've been saying, oh, we need a few more years. We just need a few more years. And it's 30 years that's gone by, but they definitely are interested in actually making it work. And it's host fidelity that's not accomplished yet. So you were talking about host Ford. We know that the putting uh, consciousness in a host body does not work. And it was definitely old William after Juliet had died that went and visited on that last visit 
and i know you be giving arnold all of the credit i know because he a black man so you got a default <laughs> however there is the caveat that hope that arnold and ford created this together they were equal partners arnold just started to reach for consciousness so that was never part of the plan it's not to say that arnold or that ford is not he arnold or ford built bernard he's been working at this park for 30 years keeping it going he has his own group that he does he he knows what he's doing there's no uh hierarchy between arnold and ford as the creators of this place and of the host there's no one smarter than the other it definitely was a, a collaborative uh, entrepreneur <laughs> it just cracks me up every time you've said it and i will keep forgetting to to touch on it when you're like yeah arnold was smarter i'm like no actually there's a huge huge debate about arnold's own um arnold's own mind space because he is a man that committed suicide um he is a man that he may have had a certain goal in his mind but it wasn't until many years later that they actually accomplished consciousness only thing arnold ever really achieved with dolores was that the host had the capability of consciousness and he broke the code in which they could possibly go that avenue but like every partnership ford wasn't against he was against consciousness so he never gave his input on how he could finish it and it actually was ford finishing what arnold started that created consciousness in these hosts so it is a, an absolute group effort we cannot put one above the other they definitely created this together even to the end and that's why they died in kind of the same iconic manner by the same host playing the same fucking song william had come to some kind of idea that when the host lose something then that is when they're most real that is when he is able to connect to this world which is kind of another you know mind fucking itself about william and his psychology because he gets a reality check in his world but he goes in a crisis mode when he feels the exact same thing but he doesn't feel it in this world in which he's always believed he is his most real self yeah it's a it's pretty much a lot of uh maze <laughs> uh thinking with william and yes we are very happy to have shy back but you didn't see that meme that she sent me talking about is this you christina well she can't kind of kiss my ass right now and i told her as much so there is that but i guess that's the perfect lead way into hearing from our missing queen what up christina it's mimi i literally just finished watching westworld it was uh episode four of season two and i would like to say i literally called something for the first time in my life and i was going to be so happy to throw my theory out in this um feedback and then they revealed it at the end that i was right and i was I had, I'm going to just read to you what I wrote because I was so proud of myself and it was for nothing. I was like, you know what? That safari chick, that's going to be William's daughter. She probably spent her whole lot uh, like adult life in this park studying, learning. She had her daddy so much. She going to kill that fool. 
she hates his guts she hates him like they want us to think at the end that she was like hey daddy i missed you i was looking for you nah she gonna kill him she hates his guts she literally blames him for her mom's death and that's why she's in the park she hates people i get that i felt that but seriously i was thinking she probably been monitoring him secretly studying all his moves because she hates him so much and i was gonna be so excited to throw my theory out there and then boom here we go they say it at the end like damn it i was really proud of myself and for nothing (laughs) anyway i i don't think she is there for good intentions i i hate i don't know i hated the the way he like tried to like help out uh that's not Hector's not his name Lazaro I forget what they call his name but like you sold him out and then you decide you're gonna feel guilty or whatever the case was I don't know I hate William and nothing he does is ever gonna make me like him and when (laughs) when Lazaro's daughter was like one good deed doesn't change that I was like oh yes queen tell him drag him I like that little girl is a good actress too. She like the way she like changed her voice and she sounded all dramatic and now she's like, Poppy. <laughs> I was like, wow, that little girl a good actor. She needs an award for that. <sighs> that was good. Um, I also thought that story about uh, Logan's dad was pretty interesting. Like the way they had, he was in that like room and when we first saw it and then William came in and he was like talking to him I was like what if he's dying like why doesn't he look sick and I'm like something isn't right about that like it just don't it don't look right and then when we saw the second time like William looked older not like the William we first met the man in black but older and I was like okay there has to be a time jump because he like he has gray hair on the sides his eyes have like little wrinkles underneath he was like it's been seven years I was like wow it looked like it was like 15 like I mean I know white people don't age very well but they made him look really really older not just seven years like he looked old as hell and then the last time as soon as as soon as that the they showed the Asian guy announced he had a visitor instead of that black woman I was like yeah old ass William about to show his raggedy face and I cannot stand the fact that he was like, no, don't terminate. Let's just watch him. I was like, this cannot end well. He got some audacity. Like, I feel like, oh my God, what is Logan's dad name? I wrote it down or I thought I did. It's not here. But he acts like, like, okay, granted, like, yes, he is clearly a shitty human being. But the difference is Logan's daddy know he is a shitty human being and he don't try to pretend he don't try to front William think he a good person and he's just now starting to realize because he even said maybe I'd be better off dead no motherfucker you would you just as bad as he is if not worse because you're one of those people that's a shitty ass human being but you think you're nice you think you're a good person and you're not those to me are the worst at least people that are shitty like you know you're going to hell you know I am what I am I'm gonna do what I do that's it but people that pretend to be good but are really evil and ratchet those are the kind of people I cannot stand and William is definitely one of those people like he has no idea 
and I don't know what the story arc they're trying to go for him but there is absolutely nothing he could do to make me interested in him at all I will never be a William fan I don't care what he does and I don't care where the story goes and if his daughter joins him I might not like her ass either because so far she was a boss bitch when she <laughs> when she got away Stubbs is just sitting there looking dumb like ain't you head of security you don't know no secret underground ways to get out of this you just gonna have them tie you up and come up with some theories like who hired him is my real question like he is terrible after this is all over if he's still alive he should definitely not get his job back because he really under the impression that somebody gonna come save him because there's a protocol I don't know about none of y'all but protocol or not when you see an opening you take it I am not gonna sit here and wait for somebody to save me if you come, that's great. But if you don't, I promise you, whenever an escape route shows itself or I can come up with a backup plan, I'm going to have, matter of fact, I have two or three, four backup plans. That reminds me of the, um, that personality test I took. It was really, really on point. Anyway, it just said that I'm a defender and it was saying that, you know, you have a backup plan to your backup t- plan to your backup plan. And facts, I do. I don't leave stuff up to chance because I I don't know. I know I'm pessimistic when I say stuff like this, but shit be happening and shit goes wrong most of the time. So I don't like to assume that things are going to work out for the best. I like to have some type of backup plan just in case real life happens. So Sub's an idiot. And honestly, if he dies, he probably deserves it because he's stupid. Um, As head of security, he's really trash. Um, I do believe he's in season three. I feel like I've seen him when Darren was watching season three. I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but I get the feeling that this Hemsworth brother is going to survive, even though he shouldn't because he's really stupid. Um, I think that's all I have to say about Stubbs. And I want to talk about Elsie because now I get her, you know, using Bernard but I just I feel like her actions were very far from the Elsie that we were introduced to and I don't know if being choked out until you unconscious and then waking up in a cave tied to a rock with some protein bars changes you as a person I would assume people either do it either makes you stronger or you become shitty and terrified of everything and I think Elsie decided she wanted to be stronger But some of the decisions she was making was very, very stupid. I can't say what I would do in the same circumstances, but I would think that my main main goal was to stay out of shit that is going to potentially go wrong. And when I say that, I mean like when she saw like that one room that she was determined to all hell to go into. Why? What you need to do is right out here. I would be asking Bernard some questions, trying to figure out what the hell I missed, what the hell is happening. Why do you think these hosts all of a sudden can make their own decisions? Why is this a game? Why did Ford do this? I need answers to that. I don't care what's in this damn room. And let's say that somehow I feel like it's important. Once I open it and see red lights and smoke and then see that someone's in there in a, in a room that is completely trashed. I don't know what's in there and I'm and I'm gonna leave it like that I'm I'm about to mind my business and that right there ain't my business 
I don't understand why she felt a need to go in there. It does not make sense. I don't get it. Um, I don't understand. <laughs> that was real stupid on her part. I really cannot stress this enough. Lucky for her, Bernard saved her life because she was finna be dead. And then she had the audacity to hesitate when um, Logan's dad got in her face. Like, why, why not shoot him? He reminded me of The Shining, the way he was in the mirror cutting like slits out of his face. Whether you knew he was human or not, people that are sane don't do that. Like nothing about this screams I am in control with my mind. So why are you purposely going in there? And then you're going to hesitate to shoot him. I would have shot as soon as I saw him shooting himself. I'm not giving you a chance to come at me. I made the dumb mistake to walk my stupid ass in this room. So now I need to shoot first, ask questions later. Because whatever's happening in this, I don't need to be in the middle of. I don't want to be dead in the floor. Nobody knows where I am. And I'm just laid out for the rest of my life in this crazy ass room with this man who is going through the shining. Like, I don't understand why she brought her simple ass in there. Um, I will say when um, Bernard was um, having that flashback where he killed, like he told those little white host looking things to kill those scientists. And then the scientists tried to ask him for help. And he was like, just smash his head in. <laughs> Elsie was like, everything's OK. And he's like, yeah, everything's fine. And I'm like thinking, wow, he uh, he didn't lie to her already. He didn't already, that, that promise lasted all of 36 seconds and he had already told her a lie. And then I'm thinking, wait a second, maybe he, maybe that means he is telling the truth because he's fine. He's okay with his actions. He's decided who he wants to be and killing these motherfuckers is okay. They are ruining what Ford started and I don't like it. So, I mean, I guess there's only time will tell if Bernard lied to Elsie about being fine or if he's fine with who he's turning into. And I'm actually interested to see who this Bernard becomes. It's going to be fascinating. Um, okay, one more thing. I remember now there was one thing I wanted to talk about. One more thing about Stubbs. Now, I tried to rewind and hear it again, but there was just something I couldn't hear. And no matter how many times I rewind, I could not make it out. Now, when Stubbs got like hemmed up by one of those like Native Americans that were wearing the white makeup. I forget what you call them, the ghost tribe or skull tribe or something like that. Um, he had the knife to Stubbs throat and then he said, you only live as long as the last person to remember you. Is that what he said? I could not, I couldn't make it out. And I tried to rewind multiple times, but I still couldn't hear exactly what he said. But if he said what I think he said, is he saying that, you know, like when we were introduced to the hosts having like issues at the beginning when we were in season one, they were holding grudges and they were remembering the other hosts that killed him previously. So what he was saying, if, you know, if, if these hosts remember that you did something bad to them, they're going to kill you. If you they don't remember then you're fine is that what he was getting at I don't know why but you know that's the way it sounded to me you only live as long as the last person to remember you so Stubbs made it clear that he want nothing to do with these 
host. He didn't trust him. He didn't want to do it. So my assumption is because of what he said, he didn't partake in that crap. He probably didn't seen some shit. I get the feeling that Stubbs is a military man. He probably seen some really fucked up shit in his life. So he don't, he not no adrenaline junkie because he, he know what it's like to really kill somebody. So he probably don't want to do it. Um, and you know, he, since he don't trust the host, he probably don't want to put his little, his penis in any of them. So that's just my theory. I could be completely off the wall. That might have not even be been what that guy said or the ghost tribe, skull tribe, whatever you said his name, they whatever that tribe is called. Just correct me if I'm wrong. But like I said, that's what it sounded like he said the two times that I tried to listen. So just let me know. I think that's all I got. Sorry, I didn't know y'all was waiting on me. I looked on the calendar. I didn't see Westworld. So I was like, oh, good. I got time to catch up because I... So like I told you, just so y'all know, whenever you go out of the country, your Netflix, your Hulu, HBO Max does not work. The only thing that really worked, the only thing that worked when we were in Mexico was Disney Plus. And that's because I'm assuming Disney's rich and they got things all over the country, the world. And it even but it said, you know, some of your shows may not be available. The only thing I was able to watch was uh the what was it hawk and the winter soldier but i only watched episode one because that was the one that we were watching this week but yeah so i gotta catch up on a lot of stuff can't wait to watch the flash but i was getting uh dragged on on social media in in the chat so let me go ahead and hit send so y'all can not uh be mad at me no more so anyway as soon as I hang this up, I'm going to be watching The Flash. So, I will talk to you guys later. Uh, what what do we say? Love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. You know what I'm saying. Mimi out. Alright, Mimi. I see her back. Her, her voice is sounding all fresh. Like she got some real good sleep. Like she just had all the stress of her life just flow away from her. I need to feel that soon. I'm so glad you enjoyed your vacation. We certainly did miss you, even though it was reluctantly. Um, <laughs> you think that Emily hates her father? I think that's a fair assumption based on the fact that she did blame him for the mother's death via William's you know, account of events. And William definitely is not likable, redeemable, and he does have his own agenda. I don't know why people don't eat or I do know actually I, I did a whole research paper on this and I have concluded um, two factors in why Caucasian folks do not age very well they wither in the fucking sun like all the damn time I don't understand why y'all need to just sunbathe and you're every time I see every it's just you're always out I mean, sometimes you put the hat on, most times you don't, but you're you're constantly being radiated by the sun because you ass don't go up in the house. I don't know why you don't like it there, but yes, that's one reason. The second, they don't use lotion. They don't lather like we do. Like we put the oils on, the lotion. We do like a twice barrel. I mean, we get the like the the one. What do I use? I use the the body butter. And then I still use the Johnson and Johnson. 
what is that i don't even know it's like oil gel whatever i know i'm lathered from head to toe and we've been making our skin glisten from the time our mommies was babies and putting all that vaseline and that pink baby lotion on our ass we constantly like we don't get ashy we that's not a thing for us so because we're always attentive to our skin that's why when it gets it don't crease like that because it don't have the easy access to get the folds all up in there they're like ah shit folds crease trying to come in they're like i'm riding a slippery raid of vaseline man they can't get it it's like head lice that's why we don't get lice in our hair because it's so fucking greasy in there bugs it's like fuck this shit i'm being just like like it's it's not i'm not we don't give you that good stuff in which like dry skin dry hair all of that fucks you up it's why their hair be looking all jacked in the end too they don't fucking use grease that's that's uh i say lotion but i kind of mean grease too because they come in combos for us so that is my hypothesis on why caucasians do not age well william definitely condemned that tech to his death and he is one of those people because he can't just be like horrible don't pretend like you're racist and come up with the whole 50 reasons why that any person of color can be like all right you know i'm not smart enough to read through the lines and that's what it is it's like they insult people's intelligence because they really think that they're that much smarter i'm like no motherfucker you need to face reality and just admit i'm a racist if you're a racist i can accept you being a racist it's when you really just ugh, i'm with you the same way it's more like you know stop trying to be a good guy when you know your ass is ratchet Stubbs is alive in the future he is with Bernard currently even though we did not get a part of the future or current I should say storyline he is alive and with him and my guess is he stayed his ass on that beach until they showed up and then yes you're right I think you say it's because you're a defender we've been in suspense trying to figure out what you are through this test thank you finally revealed she was like I'm gonna say that so y'all can all learn together she is a defender and i'm gonna say this i have surrounded myself with the apocalypse squad i got the defender she's the rick grinds of the situation um i have mimi or not mimi shy she is like me in infj which i still i'm like is it really rare i want to know see what they're like don't tell me something's rare when i don't really think it's rare i'm like don't make me feel isolated and alone like i'm on my own planet i already feel that way but she is a a instead of a t i'm a t that means i'm turbulent and she uh for the a that means she's assertive so she'll make all the decisions and the right ones so she can be out front uh, so she'll be the michonne in the situation and then who would i be and i'm making all these walking dead references and shy ain't even watched the damn show she needs to really get on that fucking shit we should do a rewatch and make shy watch it that would be fun i can get down with that mimi let me know hit me in my hit me in my shits um what i was about to say oh so yeah i'll just be in the background in like who would i be i guess i would be carol (laughs) i want to be michonne i'm probably gonna be michonne what am i saying i'm probably gonna be michonne but i'm just gonna be michonne point two i don't want to be fucking carol because i would never ever 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 be on the shit that carol be on like sometimes she just needs to stop even though i do kind of feel her going off being on her loan and just being in a you know what maybe i am fucking carol 
Elsie is a nosy bitch and this is why she got here in the first place. She didn't learn her lesson. So that's why she's <laughs> she's just, you know, caught up once again. Going in the rooms, opening doors. That's why she went down in the room by herself, got kidnapped. And she still didn't realize, oh, it must be me. And then what else did I try to write in left-hand script? Because I don't know what that says. Not even a little bit. So, yeah. And I will say that's a good interpretation of what you were correct on the line of dialogue to that statement that maybe he is saying that these people were rounded up because they didn't do anything harmful to the Native Americans. And maybe that's what they were being judged for. I actually like that quite a bit. I was more analytical thinking about it in uh, terms of life itself in general I was going my 3d and I was thinking that it was more like you know humans were meant to live on through our descendants right and as long as you are remembered that's how we stay immortalized because we and it's not only just remembered it's also our DNA um so that's why a lot of people are very invested in family trees and stuff and passing on all that knowledge of even the people that came before them or are no longer there. As long as someone remembers you, that's how long you actually will live. So this idea of human immortality, it's different than the case of host immortality because they can live on forever. But I really like uh, your interpretation. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing. I never heard it before. And I'm going to give you all the kudos for it. I think that is all I have because I do not know what this left hand chicken scratch says. Not even, I think it says new. And then, yep, I don't have it. I don't, I don't have it. Not at all. So that's all I got. If you want to join in the conversation, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social medias will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. If you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.